Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Oh, my God. Back another week. We are here. And guys, I'm freaking out because live, literally, it is happening right now. As we Julie speak. Chen is announcing the winner of Big Brother 24. And where am I? Here with all of you <laughs> because I am committed. I mean, granted, it's not airing on the West Coast and right. for like another two hours. Right. But still, I'm here. Do you want to hear something that's not a spoiler, but just me rubbing in? Sure. <laughs> I know who the top two is. <gasps> How do you know? Before we started, I went to BB Updates. And I'm like, oh. It's not fair. You don't deserve to know the top two before I do. Sweetie, I do. Because this is is honestly the best way to watch the show if ever you completely give up on the television. It's just like, follow the Twitter accounts. I know the people. I know the characters. I know enough. I could pick them out of a lineup, a few of them. And I know who I'm rooting for. So (laughs) I love it. And I didn't have to spend one minute looking at the television at it. Wow. What's it like to have a life? It's really good. Like, what is that? Like, guys, everyone who is not a Big Brother watcher is probably so thrilled about this week because it is finally ending. And uh, the Big Brother fans are also thrilled because we will be free from the shackles of Big Brother. That's the thing. Do you think it brings you more joy? than? I mean, this season, I think you liked better than most seasons. Oh, this season was the best season since uh, season 17, which was in like 2015. Well, there you go. Or not even 2013. Well, there you go. This is almost a decade. No, 2015. It does not matter. Okay. (laughs) I need you to stop thinking about it. But it's a good thing that you watched the show and it brought you a lot of joy. And that I know the top two. Wow. It's hard having knowledge, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Two Game Match, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. We're back again another week. And I am sitting here next to... Oh, no. Don't su- tell them, no. A superstar. Oh, my God. Of stage and screen, but oh. mostly screen this it week. It hasn't been stage in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds nice. But... Matt Steele, yes. star of episode six of Dahmer. Oh. You were on this podcast last week being like, well, I think they're going to cut all my lines. I think <laughs> no one will see me. And literally every comment on our last podcast video and our last tweet is like, did I just see Matt Steele and Dahmer? And it's like, yes, because you have a full two minute fucking scene. Yes, you did a whole two minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Episode six from 13 minutes and 44 ish seconds <laughs> in until, I don't know, maybe 16 minutes in. And you did a beautiful job. Thank you. The performance was great. Thank I felt you. every line was delivered truthfully. The facial expressions were there, which of course they were. I mean, facial expressions <laughs> are always there for Matt They're Steele. Always there. If you ever see Matt Steele acting and there are no facial expressions, Uh-oh. call 911 because Matt Steele has had a stroke. Uh-oh, we're back to third person again. <laughs> this is what happens when something good career-wise happens to Matt Steele. Yes, exactly. But Matt, how did you feel? I Getting feel- all the texts, the comments, people loving you on you this week. How does it feel? I'm still getting them. I'm still I'm getting like followers on Instagram and like random guys slipping into my DMs with like heart eye emojis really? and I'm like guys I was in it for two seconds and like I was like a little are they hot I, I, I guess I don't I don't really look at them <laughs> like because I'm just like I don't know this person I'm just going to ignore you don't know the people you're swiping on Tinder for <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Just something to think about. I okay. think if, if you're going to use the little leverage, you got to strike while the iron's hot. That's true. That's, that's why true. we're recording that Taylor Swift Midnight's reaction the moment it comes out. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Um, no, I've been feeling really good. Like it's really, it's like the number one show on Netflix right now. So Big it's deal. like oh. Okay, and it's right. nice because, you know, I filmed it back in, like, June of 2021, so right. there was a while where I was like, is this coming out? <laughs> is this coming out? I don't know, so right. I'm happy that it's finally out, and and I'm getting a lot of messages from people being like, oh, I had no idea you could be so natural. <laughs> and I'm just I like... Mean- 
uh, thank you. That we love um, fearless feedback when you, <laughs> when you see us in a way that you don't expect to. It's like, wow, you really are good at that acting thing you've been dedicating your life to for all of it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't do more than like silly voices and big expressive faces, but like I am the best at silly voices and big expressive I mean, faces. Let's get real. Um, but now that it's finally out, also I can finally reveal to all of you mm. the secrets of how toxic that work environment oh was. Oh God, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. It was lovely. I mean, to my knowledge, yeah. I was only on set for like five hours. Right. But like, I had a wonderful experience. Everyone was very nice. Rodney, who was my co-star in the I scene, was a lovely young man, super fun. I had a lot a of fun job? with him and his interpreter uh, on set. We were, you know, goofing off, and the director was really great. Like everyone, it was a really great experience, and I so I'm, that. I'm happy that it seems to have come across well on screen because everyone seems to really like it. So. I am I'm I'm thrilled. You right. know, whenever there is attention on me <laughs> for a week, I'm like, ah, oh, it's been a great week. Well, yes. Yeah, so everyone make sure to check out episode six of Dahmer to see Matt Steele. I must also say that the family of some of the victims of the Dahmer murders have come out and said that this is enough. And uh, yes. That they are being re-traumatized by retelling the story over and over again. And like, you know, it just feels like, okay, how much are we going to discuss the specific case that has racial undertones since many of his victims were black mm-hmm. and like the homophobic undertones since the cops didn't do anything because he was a gay person. So I think this should, we should put the nail in the coffin of the story because clearly the people that are most affected by it do not enjoy it. But that mm-hmm. does not take away from the fact that we love that Matt Steele got a job and did a great job. But let's just do, let's put a pin in that forever. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. It's done. All right. Yes. I Well, uh, yeah, I guess how was your week too? <laughs> My week has been good. Um, this weekend was very fun. Uh, on Friday, what did I do? Uh, I think I did something, and why can't I remember what it was? Uh-oh, uh-oh. On Saturday, yesterday, our friend Janie came over. We spent the day, okay. and that was lovely. And Joe and Tim came over afterwards, and we played a rounding game of code names. You ever played code names? No. It's a very fun like kind of partner team game where it's like, okay, these are all the words on the table, and one person, you have to get people to say these specific three or like ten words on the teams. And I don't know. It was very fun. Okay. We were, I was up later than I usually am because, oh, you know, no. I like to go to bed a little early. Oh, I'm so sorry, days. you don't look it. You look so re- well I mean, rested. I I did sleep until ten or something, so I am well rested. But I just, you know, I'm I'm more than I'm I'm in an earlier time for bed these days. You Ooh, know, so happens when you're of, of a certain age. Oh yes, you and you, you're of the same age essentially. But hey, so. I'm still young, and I I stay up late, baby. Oh cool. Well, you did it. Uh, and then today, as you saw, because you went to the restroom before we started, mm-hmm. we hung new floating shelves in the restroom. I got them from Wayfair, and that you know we put up. Some tchotchkes and things. We're not finalized on like the placement of the tchotchkes. And like if we're going to get new things, some fake hanging plants could be happening in there. But I feel like that room was always like a little bland. And so it has a little bit more color, a little bit more life. Okay. I will say I I looked at the tchotchkes on the the shelves are beautiful, by the way. Very well hung. Uh, um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Don't give Juan any ideas. (laughs) Uh, But I think the tchotchke arrangement on there seemed lovely. Mm. That is something that is is more stressful than it should be all the oh. time. Like, like, oh no, I have these shelves. Yes. Or like, oh no, I have this new desk. Like, what where, do I put what, on it? How do I arrange these I tchotchkes? Know. It is, it's like more difficult, but luckily Jackson's very good at that. Yeah. I'm not so good at it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, throw something. I don't know. I don't know. But Jackson's great at it, so it's lucky to have him. Uh, but I'm happy with the beginnings of it. And I just walk into the bathroom and feel a bit more 
at peace. You know, like, you know, I want everything to feel like a spa. I want yeah. everything to feel like a vacation. And so this adds to that. Okay, so well, uh, you know, I'll make it feel like more of a spa hmm. is if when I go to the bathroom, you give me a massage. I don't foresee that. <laughs> that does not seem like something that's going to happen. I guess you're not committed to the atmosphere then. I guess I'm not. Because <laughs> that won't be happening. I just hmm. feel like something important is even after you've moved or like have lived in a place for a little bit. Don't ever get too used to your surroundings because you had so many dreams of the space when you first got there. And I feel like we all get a little lazy the longer we're in a place. And so it's like, let's continue to make the house a home. I have to do that with my <laughs> my, my bedroom I of knew, the apartment. Yes, I knew that I was like that. You could be taking that. I was not referencing I, you, girl. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> like go ahead, uh, throw me under the bus here. I, like I truly don't care because I know, like I have to. I did such a beautiful job with my living room and everything. Mm. I need to finally get my bedroom done. Yeah, and my bedroom looks fine. It looks it's good. just not everything is hung up yet. Right, and we're going on a a year. Of me being in there, so uh, this is what I'm saying. This is why I did that. I would like. I have. Don't tell Jackson. I have a couple more dreams of more hanging shelves. Oh, in the kitchen, so. Oh, Jackson. No, don't tell him. Okay, it's a secret. All right. <laughs> so I have more dreams of things to change. Uh, so wait, is there anything else you want to say about your week before we dive in? Not really. I don't know. I went to a lovely party yesterday. It was forest themed. Mm. It was hosted by my friend Megan, and you know me with a theme party. I don't adhere to it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> People, I'm sure, love that. The host of the party, well, probably. You know, I also showed up like late, like because I was coming from work and everything, and I just showed up. And but I somehow still adhere to the theme subconsciously because I wore a floral shirt. Mm. I had totally forgotten what the theme was, so I arrived, and everyone was like, "Oh, you kept with the theme of the forest." It was like a forest oh. theme and everything, and I was like, "Ah, yes, I, I totally did that <laughs> consciously." But I, I really just, I was like, oh, "I haven't worn this shirt in a while," and just mm. grabbed it. You got to do it. I know, It was God telling me, wear the floral so you can adhere to the theme of the party. All right, guys. So there's been a lot of discussion since we last spoke about who will be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. So yeah. there, it seemed like almost confirmed, like Variety said sources had told them that Taylor Swift was going to be oh, doing. Oh, Variety's probably so embarrassed. I mean, wouldn't you? Because I was like, okay, I would not believe this. But if it's from Variety, that feels very official. And so I was yeah. like, okay, I guess Taylor's going to do it. That makes sense to me. She obviously has the discography for it. I had dreams of what I wanted it to be. Uh, but anyways... A few hours later, TMZ pops up and is like, actually, Taylor's not doing it. <laughs> and it's like, so wait, do we believe TMZ, which is like historically the trashier mag, but does get things right a good mm, bit? Or do yeah. we believe Variety, which we believed was a beacon of truth and honesty? Did we really think it was a beacon? <laughs> like a beacon is strong word. No, I feel like people post like Variety articles when they get cast in something. It's like, oh, see, I really got cast. <laughs> You'll see it on Variety. But now... Whenever you get cast in Variety, be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't trust it. So then a few days, I guess this morning, Rihanna posted a picture confirming that she will be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show in 2023, which is very exciting because we have been waiting a long time for new Rihanna music. Yeah. And for me, it feels like we must be signaling that, right? Like For me, there's nothing worse than when a pop girl does the Super Bowl and does not have new music at the ready because it's like you are never going to have more eyes on on you than you will during this event mm-hmm. have something to sell yes right. i mean i i believe that is the case i loved that picture she posted oh, it's brilliant. so just like her holding that football mm. it, it was just such a rihanna image because it was just so there was something really aggressive about it <laughs> <laughs> but like cool absolutely so i'm really excited and i'm really excited that this could confirm new music unless unless like she goes through all of her hits at the super bowl and at the end she gets on the microphone and she's just like, 
Ladies and gentlemen, instead of saying new album available now, she says new lipstick line available now. Everyone keeps making jokes about this being like a Fenty Beauty like walkthrough for 12 minutes. And I think they're all very funny until she does that. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's still on the table that she's going to be doing a 12 minute makeup tutorial and we should not put it out into the universe. I don't want that. That would be so funny. Liam, like my friend Rohita tweeted uh, that like, oh, that football actually looks like a beauty blender. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited. I. And one, if you had to like pick a set list, like what are the songs that you're saying are non-negotiables for Rihanna? To Umbrella's play? non-negotiable. Absolutely agree. If she did a 13-minute version of Umbrella, I'd be down. <laughs> it's such a classic. I would say Umbrella's non-negotiable. Negotiable. Don't stop the music. Uh, is non-negotiable. Interesting. Has, okay. Really? You I mean, to- I would love to hear it, but for me, I would say We Found Love. Oh, We Found Love is also non-negotiable. Yes. But like, I'm going in a chronological okay, order. Okay, all right. All right. So yeah, Don't Stop the Music, uh, We Found Love. Um, I would imagine, even though it's not personally one of my favorites, I would imagine Work will be on there yes. because it's her most recent hit. Love on the Brain. I would imagine Love on the Brain will be on there yeah. because... She loves Anti and like, you know, a lot of people love it. Like Anti is great and everything. Yeah. Um, and but I feel like it would be good to have, you know, like a ballad, a slow down moment. Totally. Um There was I was re-watching her VMA performances from twenty sixteen when she got the video Vanguard and she does like a ballady version of Diamonds. That's very good. Ooh, Diamonds I think is also going to what be on there. And me personally, a non negotiable for me that um is negotiable because it won't be on there. <laughs> Um, I would just love it if it was like 15 minutes of Mother Mary. Oh, I was just <laughs> listening to that song. It's it, my favorite Rihanna it's song. It's a classic it's a song. classic. It is a brilliant song. And the fact Excellent. that she goes on that album from the duet with Chris Brown uh, into Mother Mary. Sorry, but what's the song before it? Where she, it's like something slash Mother Mary. I forget. I was just I waiting for Mother up. Mary to come on. I mean, the song before it's great too, but it seems more specifically about the like, incident in the car yeah and so like it's telling such a story and that's on unapologetic right that like run of um songs yes. yeah and we both love unapologetic we are both unapologetic that's a great fans. album and i feel like we need to be talking about it more a love without tragedy love without tragedy into mother mary yeah and we- if honestly if we're doing wish list things that'll never happen Firebomb is one of her best songs on, on oh, Rated R. Yes. It's so fucking good. Yes, it's very good. Bring Olivia Rodrigo out to do a Firebomb duet. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be classic. We were debating in the live chat which male rapper will be accompanying her. And I think Drake makes the most sense. You think Drake over Jay-Z? I think, I feel like Jay-Z would be harder to get. Like, I, <laughs> and not just, you know, no shade to anyone, but like, I feel like if Rihanna was like, hey, Drake, want to do this thing with me? Drake would be like, yes, anything. Of course. Like, He's desperate to be around her. So yes. I feel like Drake will be the one that will but pop up. you saying that makes me feel like you think she's going to do What's My Name, which you didn't. Oh, Only Girl in the World, I think is non-negotiable. Oh, I think that'll be on there. Yeah. Uh, I would like What's My Name. Yeah. I think that's a great song. Yeah. And Matt Palmer doesn't like this, but I think it is very possible that a certain chocolate candy will be accompanying her. Chocolate candy slash white man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I meant accompanying her. I don't want that. I mean, Love the Way You Lie was a hit. They've done like three more songs together that were all wanna be that song. He's just so done and over and homophobic, and we just saw him last year. Like enough, but you enough. know those football fans would love. Well, to I don't care it. what they love. This is our hour, <laughs> our like thirteen minutes of the day that we get to enjoy. That's so true. Go listen to your Eminem and your, you know, in the back locker room or whatever. While we're watching, go, pop- all, of, all of you straights <laughs> go to the who are watching room. the Super Bowl, go to your personal <laughs> private locker room. Listen to Eminem on your own time. Yes. This is our time. It's our time. Truly. Um, yeah. Okay, so should we jump into the next story? I guess so. I also do want to say that I think it's very smart that Taylor Swift turned down the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Because she was like, no, I haven't finished all of my re-records right. yet. And so 
you know, when you do the head the halftime show at the Super Bowl, people, you know, buy you're, there's a huge surge in sales for your music, and Absolutely. she's like, "I'm not giving Scooter Braun that money, ladies and gentlemen. Why we are going to wait a couple years, so I, Taylor Swift, get all that money." That makes sense. That girl's she knows she knows how to make her money she from knows. selling clocks <laughs> to turning down huge career, right. You know, defining moments. Right. No, she she loves money, and so she's going to get the most she can out of all of y'all. So. Everybody buy that clock. Yeah, everybody buy that <laughs> clock because she won't be host doing the Super Bowl halftime for a couple years. So there's a TikToker named Sumner Stroh, and mm-hmm. she has come. She, I guess, is an Instagram model, self-described. I'm not shading her with that. Mm-hmm. And she uh, has claimed to have a year-long affair with Adam Levine while he was married to his wife, Bahati Prinsloo, who is also a supermodel. So it's like, it just goes to show, by the way, People getting cheated on has nothing to do with the person. Like, you could be a supermodel. You could be fucking Beyonce and Jermaine will still cheat because there's things wrong with those men that are doing it. Um, But then this affair had apparently stopped, but Adam reached back out to her to basically be like, hey, Bahati's pregnant, and if it's a boy, I'd really love to, I'd love to name it Sumner. Would that be weird? Like, is that okay? And so... She shares these texts with some friends, allegedly, and the friend, one of the friends, threatens to go public, go with a tabloid, and so she basically puts up on her TikTok all by herself. Um, Adam Levine did come out and say uh, that she, he denies the affair, but admits to have having had crossed the line. And you see these like back and forth interactions from his. Like official Instagram account, not even a fence though, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. I know, me. I know. Like the first thing you would do if you were Adam Levine in this situation is like not go from your fucking checkmarked account, but they're all of the messages are just like, holy fuck, your body is absurd. Like I'm going to need to see the booty. It's just like a 12 year old mm-hmm. trying to hit on some girl and it's like, the the most arrested development shit. Like, are you stuck in the age you were when you became a celebrity? Which must yeah, have like been you're like Adam 20. Levine. Have some pride. Yeah, like, like if, if you like think someone is super super hot, like of course, you, well obviously you you shouldn't because you're married. Yeah, like say this to her. But like if you were a single Adam Levine and yes. you wanted to express that you think someone is hot, it's like I don't know. There's a cooler way of doing I know. it. Like, I hope that's, you do a better job. Yeah, because that was know. embarrassing. I just. There's been just so much discussion about this. It's for nothing else. It's embarrassing. And I hope that girl leaves him. (laughs) Like, I hope Bahati is like, okay. If for no other reason, it's just like, why are we all talking about this? Why does the world know? Why are more women coming out and saying he did the same thing with me? Mm. One of the other women was like, you know, I'm really just coming out because I feel bad for his wife. And it's like, wait, what? Like, so you're going to publicly pile on the fact that more of this has happened. So I am not a person who's like, okay, let's blame these women in the scenarios. Because again... He was the one who took the vow. He was the one who like made the promise to his wife. Adam Levine is at fault. But also like ladies, let's not we don't all need to like come out and discuss <laughs> it. Like, you know, no one's blaming you, but like it just makes me feel like, are you using this because this first girl got so much attention? Oh, it's very much a platform. Because they're wishing they were in Dahmer. <laughs> they wish they got the They Dahmer wish attention. they had the platform that yeah. Matt Steele has. So Adam, get it together. Stop cheating. And if ever you have to flirt with anyone, try to be a little smoother about it. You're supposed to be a songwriter. That's all you could do is holy fuck with a bunch of K's. <laughs> oh, you know what's going to suck about this? Uh. There's going to be a big old apology album from Maroon 5. Don't say and that. And it's going to be so cheesy. I mean. <laughs> it's going to be so cheesy. Their music's been cheesy for 10 years now. Like, they did start out as a very good band. And I even liked Overexposed or whatever, which was their first foray into pop music. But everything since then has been absolute garbage. So, I'm I sure- like, um, uh, there you go again. There you go again. Making me love you. 
Which How one is that? Song? Is that One More Night? Yeah. That song came out in 2012 or like 2013. All right. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to pay You're one trying compliment to, Yes, here. that was on the album that I found acceptable <laughs> 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> um, in more news about hot people, Jonathan Bailey has been cast as Fierro in the Wicked movie. Guys, we stand the gays taking the roles away Absolutely. from the strings. Absolutely, we do. This is what we need to hear. This guy apparently is great in Bridgerton. Apparently, he was a great guest judge on Drag Race. And all I know about him is he's very handsome. He's very and he handsome. can sing. He because he was in a last five years production with I think Samantha Bar. I want to say he's an Olivier Award winning actor. Is he really? Uh, yeah. Let me see like what he's Damn. won for. Let me. The Olivier the Olivier's are like the British Tony Awards for the West End. Um, Jonathan Bailey. But Let's it's also it good that there's been more casting announcements because you were very much like they have only announced Ariana and Cynthia Revo. Like I'm gonna need a full cast announcement before I know that this is actually happening. I know. <laughs> but yeah. So we can believe it's had. Oh, he won. He was in a company. He oh. won best supporting actor in a musical for. Uh, company before it transferred to Broadway. I love it. So yeah. I, I love that it's really actually coming together. It seems like this film is going to happen or these films, whatever, are going to happen. <laughs> and this, this saga is going to happen. Right, whatever it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy with the casting so far. I can't wait to see who else is in there. I can't wait you to know, see either. Be exciting. Um, I assume, and I, I know I say it every week, I assume this is going to be the last time we talk about Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> you never know. It keeps giving us surprise after surprise. So apparently, according to a Vulture article by Chris Lee, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde broke into a screaming match during filming of Don't Worry Darling. Uh, apparently, this had to do with Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles basically disappearing from set. Um, according to an anonymous source, um, who spoke to Vulture last week, a blow-up argument between star and director did indeed take place in January 2021, about three-quarters of the way through filming. Pugh, his few degrees removed from Jason Sudeikis, has reportedly grown fed up with the director's frequent unexplained absences. Uh, so they would just disappear together, supposedly, and this went all the way to the top of the studio. And she, they, after like a month-long negotiation, they came to the agreement that she would not promote the film. Damn it, Jesus! Damn, like more and more, but like, what's going to be next? I it must be over, right? The the film is out. It made nineteen million dollars at the box office, so yeah, it's doing well, and I'm seeing it uh, Tuesday. Well, great! <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's doing well enough. I clearly the Rotten Tomatoes reviews are bad, but mm. it all this press has helped it out as upped curiosity. I'm sure Olivia Wilde is thrilled that the film is still doing well despite all the hubbub. It's, and maybe the hubbub helped. It's very cool. Like I saw like a list of like the top five films in uh, theaters now and it's like they're all very like varied and everything. they're not just I like all that. five Marvel things. It's it's like lovely to see. So it's Look like, you know what? I have to stand. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> Even if it's bad, you're I, like, hey, at least it's not Marvel. You know, yeah, at least it's like something <laughs> different that is like number one at the box office and I mean hey that bad press did a lot for it I, I guess. guess so that's why I, I have to tell everyone all the, the horrible the horrible treatment of myself on on a Dahmer Dahmer yeah so that everyone will watch it everyone watch just the scene <laughs> <laughs> um, so officially Mariah has come out and said that she did find her lead vocals for the Chick album the 90s grunge album she recorded during the Daydream sessions I feel like this got so much pickup from like all over the internet that I'm like, wait, is the album coming out like soon? Like, why are we? I would like much like performing at the Super Bowl if there's so many eyes and ears waiting for this. I hope it is. I hope there's a release date in mind that is sooner rather than later. That'd be a fun listening party. Oh my God, could you imagine? And the thing is, the songs are available in some form with a different lead singer. And there's some really good ones. Yeah. There's a song called Prom Queen in which Mariah is uh, basically walking through. I don't. It's like I don't know if it's supposed to be a 
a youth who is born male and is, is trans, but she, basically she's like, I stuff my bra with my brother's socks and uh, I'm as pretty as any of those girls and like I'm going to win prom queen. And it's like, yes, 1995 Mariah Carey. Oh my God. I love that story. Mariah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I can't wait to hear her voice on it. I mean, obviously... I'm not going in thinking she's going to be hitting like her daydream tour notes because that's not the vibe of chick or whatever. Yeah, I want I want to hear Mariah like do that sound like in her I guess her Mariah way. Like, I know. I, I want to know what that's going to sound like, and I'm not saying that in like the shady Mariah way. Like I don't know how that'll sound, <laughs> but like I really don't know how that'll sound. Like I think it'll be really cool. Yes. Um. So, okay, also Taylor has started announcing the tracks from um, the album Midnight's on her TikTok, I guess, is where Mm -hmm. she's doing this. The first one, the first single, or not single, first song is called Mastermind, track 13. And then she had another track. Do you remember what that one was called? It was like something shit. All I remember was like track eight. Track eight. Yeah. Could you Google that for me, darling? Sure. So I'm happy that she is out there and, you know, has a cute little way of explaining what the song titles are going to be. Oh, I love the little bingo like ball thing. It's very cute. And she's yeah. like doing like a deadpan acting performance during the TikTok, which is like, yeah. you know, a fun expression. Um, and I we're just weeks away at this point from the album. So I wonder if she's going to go through and do all of the songs or if she's just going to do like five. All and the like, tracks? Yeah. I think she might. She might. Why not? It's called Vigilante Shit. Vigilante Shit. Okay. So we have two track names. It And it has several explicits on the tracks on Apple Music. I know. That's exciting. The genre is pop. So I'm <laughs> all eyes are pointing to me liking this album. And so I'm feeling less and less nervous. It's personal. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Um... I have, there's a f- couple of other, do you, do you, how do you feel about Louise Fletcher passing away? Oh my, Louise Fletcher's performance in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of the best leading actress performances like ever. Really? Like, oh my, just a brilliant, brilliant actress. And so, and, you know, she was 88, she died peacefully. So, That's but, good. but you know, she will live on through her performances and through her iconic performance that she won the Oscar for. So, and she had a beautiful Oscar speech that was both like funny and touching. Yeah. And she like signed because um, both of her parents were deaf and so she was she was just great she was a great actress and i am of the mindset that nurse ratchet is a character that is not a villain she is just a woman who is trying to do her job and it's a stressful job okay and she is not the villain all right so we're team nurse ratchet i'm team nurse rat i I didn't (laughs) know that this was still being discussed i'm team everyone is trying their best in one flew over the cuckoo's nest all right yes i guess i'll have to watch and see if i agree oh it's a fantastic movie milos foreman is one of my favorite directors like he's it's a terrific movie um just to drop some good news in the chat When it seems Donald Trump's legal troubles couldn't get worse, today's news is devastating. The New York Attorney General has filed a brutal case accusing Trump of systemic fraud. And this goes to his children as well, right? Mm -hmm. Aren't Don Jr. and Ivanka and the other one? Eric. (laughs) Eric, all in trouble. I mean... I love good news. I, so so far, Tiffany's just sitting there, just like, well, I know. I mean, not me. She didn't even get included in the fraud. Uh, damn, <laughs> I know. Poor Tiffany. Um, and lastly, just something I want to say: Lana Del Rey. Uh, well, NYU's Clive Davis Department, which I graduated from, as we know. Uh, has announced that there's going to be a Lana Del Rey course launched in the Institute. I think that's great for people who like Lana Del Rey. I think she is a talented artist who's been around for you know a decade, and that's lovely. I must just say, as someone who was in the program, if we could 
have more classes about black artists, that would be something great. How many like classes like none uh, like, about like specific, about like specific artists there, are there? Like, I, I didn't know of, this was a thing. I think I was like the third class in the program, so mm-hmm. it was early days. But it was like every other class, we were talking about the Beatles and like the importance of the Beatles. And, of course, like, let's yeah. talk about the Beatles. And I'm like, we, there was just a group of us people of color who were very much like, and this was in 2000, you know, five, six, whatever. Very much like, can we talk about fucking Michael Jackson? Can we talk about anyone else who's not the Beatles? And so to see these classes popping up, I think Taylor Swift now has a class in the Institute and now Lana Del Rey, I think that's lovely and I'm sure they've made their mark. There are black musicians who have done amazing things that we need to be teaching people in this program. Well, and especially someone like Mariah Carey, who first and foremost is a recording artist. Hello? Like you listen to all the layers of a Mariah Carey track Hello? and like Forget about the singing. Forget about even like the songwriting. Just the recording aspect of her songs is just masterful yes. and brilliant and beautiful. Right. Like when you consider all the layers and right. all the nuance to it. Like I think that is a an amazing. And I didn't person. even have to say it. I like it's just <laughs> obvious. I also think like a Stevie Wonder course. I oh my god! Yeah, there are people that are being ignored, and I'm not. This is not shitting on Lana Del Rey. I know she's made an impact on a lot of people. But Stevie Wonder, she ain't. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Is there any other news for idiots that you'd like to share with the people? Real quick, this just had film Twitter shook. Why? Michelle Williams, yeah. who was the lock for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, I did see this. Not Best Supporting Actress Oscar race for The Fablemans has announced, or I guess the producers of The Fablemans have announced that Michelle Williams will now be campaigning for lead actress, which has the supporting actress Oscar race wide open this year. And people are just like, wait, she was guaranteed an Oscar. And now she's like, nope. I, I Who be, made this decision? The producers? I, or it was probably her? a mix between her and the producers. It's, I mean, but you know what? Olivia Coleman did the same exact thing with The Favorite um, back in 2018, and she won. Like, Olivia Coleman was guaranteed that Oscar and wow. supporting, but she was like, nope, I want leading. I want to campaign for leading. And so she did, and everyone was like, oh, she's not going to win now. And she won. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited because this race is already exciting. And now that Big Brother (laughs) season is almost over, Oscar Oscar season is starting, ladies and gentlemen. I will be insufferable until the end. (laughs) Don't you worry. I love that for you there are two seasons. (laughs) It is Big Brother season or Oscar season. And spring. And spring. And spring. Three (laughs) seasons. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm getting the official mass deal calendar stuck in my mind because this is all very important. Yeah. Have you, wait, has the movie come out, the Michelle Williams movie? The Fablemans? No, it comes out much later in the year, but it got very good uh, notices at the Toronto Film Festival and everything and the Academy is going to love it because it's a Steven Spielberg film mm. that is autobiographical all about his discovery of film as a little boy oh. so like the Academy is just going to eat that up and totally. everything and finally it was going to be like Michelle Williams is going to finally win her Oscar and mm. everything and so we'll see I That's- mean crazier things have happened I guess so, I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah so it just made the best leading actress race even more complicated and Claire Foy and uh, Jesse Buckley, who are in this movie called Women Talking, mm-hmm. uh, that's getting a lot of buzz as like a female ensemble piece. I bet you they're very happy. I, <laughs> bet, I bet they are. That supporting actress Oscar race is one of theirs, probably. Right. So we'll see. 
Okay, well, I guess we should take a quick brace. Good luck to all the Oscar nominees who will probably be nominated. And then we'll be back with more Two Game Ads. All right. All right. All right, we are back. We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogameats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O or if you are consuming this content through YouTube, mm. you can comment below and we just might answer it. So we got one email my heart and then a bunch of questions in the live chat so we got a, a really quick easy question from uh, Durga she says uh, she's a cool girl hey guys I'm just gonna jump straight into my question I listen to a lot of sad music because the lyrics are beautiful mm. think Taylor Evermore Conan Gray super super ash super stash? super ache super ache uh, what are your thoughts on that album by the I way I haven't listened to Wouldn't? it uh, looping hope is a dangerous thing for hours I do love that song uh, and I'm looking to switch it up to something that won't make me subconsciously depressed so I made a playlist called she's a cool girl and I will only accept upbeat dancey bops right now I have hurricane by a special someone with top billing of course and fine. Holy by Rina Sawayama. Ooh. I love the almost orchestral feeling to Holy and the way it builds. If you have any song recs for me similar to Holy or otherwise, let me know. P.S. Matt Palmer, I think part of the reason I love Hurricane so much is because you come straight at me with the hook in the beginning and have me riveted for the rest of the song. So make sure you do lots of self-care stuff to maintain that genius brain of yours. Oh. And my favorite line of the email, love you too, Matt Steele. <laughs> I mean, we talked about Dahmer for 45 minutes, so exactly, I'm glad yes. to get a little moment. Yeah, so really quick, like rapid fire, like upbeat songs for Durga to add to a happy, dancey playlist. When you, I mean, and I, you may not mean string instruments when you say orchestral, but the first song that came to mind for me was um, Be Mine by Robin. Oh. Like, what a classic piece of music. It is very up-tempo, very exciting. Honestly, Listen to most of Robin's Listen single. to all of Robin. Like, the, the, the thing is with Robin that you might like, Durga, is like the lyrics are all so sad, which yes. you will like, but like the music's so happy. So, <laughs> so like, it's it's Robin, just throw a bunch of Robin on with there. With every heartbeat. With, uh, I mean, that's my favorite Robin song of all. It's a great song. I'm, um, I will say, um, in tr- if you just want straight up happy, like, I feel like there's nothing happier than like, Spice Girls. True. It's like throw stuff from Spice World on there. There's nothing happier than a Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm. Like, than like a Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. I mean, and, but if you want some of the depth, the darkness, I think the uptempos on melodrama are great. Supercut, beautifully mm. written song. Yeah. Uh, also, The Sober is a great song. There are many great songs there. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to some of the questions that came in while we were recording this. Um, this is from SailorD52, who says, In honor of Rena's Hold the Girl, what sophomore albums are standouts to you? And I just wanted to go on record and say, I have a theory about sophomore albums. Okay. I think... We're getting, a break. We're getting an analysis. My analysis. Hunker down. Which I'm sure we'll all bring up examples that were not true. Okay. If you, that your second album is either a disappointment from your first or the best album in your catalog. And I'm thinking of like a TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. I'm thinking of a Tony Braxton Secrets. So she's had other great albums, but that mm. was, I mean, Secrets is unbelievable. And the fact that albums like Emotions, uh, which did well and is great, but like just wasn't quite where the yeah, first album was. It was, was. considered like a, a 
was it considered a critical disappointment as well as a? I mean, it, it didn't at, sell as well. I at feel. that point, critically, they didn't like anything she was doing. But um, mm-hmm. yes, I feel like having the sophomore slump is kind of something that builds character and like gets increased chance of longevity. Because the second album is the album that you have the backing from the label. They mm-hmm. know you're marketable. They know you can do this, and so you have everything working towards you. But you also have a very strict deadline. It's like we want to put this album out soon before people forget about you. Yeah, and so you're either going to make something amazing and then be like, okay, so I. God. Yeah. <laughs> or it's gonna underperform and you'll be get that fire under your ass. And be like, no, 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 Let's we are doing this for real. Exactly. Next. Like we are not, I will not disappear. I will not I disappear. Mean, to quote Evan Hansen, may he rest. <laughs> Doesn't deserve to disappear. Um, I also think Instincts uh No Strings Attached was mentioned. Britney Oops, obviously. I will say Lady Gaga's the fame monster Classic. is just and you can tell like they were like, we need to put more out, more out. So she was like, okay, here's like seven tracks. But they were like she... And they were the best things uh, like the the fame monster is just such a moment. Because she had evolved so much in such a short period of time and she knew how she wanted to take that musically in a way that pushed the envelope, was still in keeping with her previous material, but like elevated it. Yes, it was taking everything that was on the fame and being like, I can dial this to a thousand yes. and this is going to be like unlike anything you have all heard before because I will be the biggest star on the planet and the fame monster like really made her the biggest star on the planet mm. I feel obviously the Spice Girls the Spice World Hello. yes did they only have two albums as a fivesome <laughs> yes but Spice World is an excellent sophomore album Fearless jumps out to me obviously Taylor oh, Swift yeah. her first album of the year um, there are a lot of uh, uh, Dua Lipa Future, Future Nostalgia. Nostalgia like a like era defining like Absolutely. album that so, the gays are still have have on loop. That era is never ending. And I, guys, there's more time for me to listen and analyze. I will say, just because we're all friends and being honest here, I think Hold the Girl goes in the camp of a little bit of a letdown from the first album. Okay. I like it a lot, but Sawayama was such a moment. Mm. And maybe that signals that she's gonna have an amazing career. This out, second album is good, has some very great songs. Oh, yeah. Like, that middle section especially is just like nuts. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I think once the excitement dies down of the newness that we will see that this is just not quite Sawayama, you know? Sure, yeah. I would definitely agree that Sawayama is stronger. Uh, but I do foresee like amazing things in oh. her future still just because she is such a smart pop star. Brilliant. Um, and has so much talent. So I really think... I, I am not worried. No, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not worried at all. Not worried yeah. about Rena. It's true. Uh, and then also our lovely friend, Straight Nick, asked us. I've never listened to a Mariah track. He is a self-described Jamie, which is what we call our straight male listeners. Uh, what order should I listen to a project? There were many people saying you should just listen to it chronologically. But if you want, which I agree with, you're going to get her evolution. But if you want to start with like the big, like this is her or at her top of her game before doing more of a deep dive, I would start with... Maybe start with Daydream because maybe it's a little more accessible mm-hmm. and then go to Butterfly, the, you know, critical and emotional masterpiece and then go to the Emancipation of Mimi, which was just like the celebratory I'm still that bitch kind of album. Okay. Yes. I mean, those are the obvious three that you start with. If you're only going to listen to three, like those are the three <laughs> to, <laughs> to listen to. Yeah. So I would definitely agree with that. All right. Um, yeah. And I mean, obviously, whenever Christmas comes around, put on that first Christmas album. It doesn't matter if, where you are in the discography of listening. It's the best Christmas album. Period. 
Hey, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you listen to it and you're just like, fuck. It feels, sounds great. Sounds, sounds great. great to me. My God. <laughs> All right. Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? So a couple things have been giving me moments. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the finale of Big Brother, besides being on that television, mm. um, I saw a movie this week called The Woman King, which is also doing extremely well at the box oh, office. Good. I saw it with my really good friend Alicia, and it is starring Viola Davis. It is about um, a tribe in Africa that uh, is overpowered by another dominant tribe that mm. has sort of been a threatening presence for you know several generations and everything, but they have been able to fend off of this tribe for so many years because they have built up these this like army of female warriors mm. that is so strong and so badass and everything. Right, um, and it's basically all about that, and it's about their transit about their transition um, into stopping uh, the selling of their of their uh, prisoners that they capture into slavery. Right, um, it's an excellent movie, and the performances are. Really, really fantastic. Obviously, like Viola Davis is Viola Davis. Like As she can she do no wrong. Is, yeah. It's like she's always perfect in she everything do. that she is in. Um, I also think by the, that Michelle Obama thing, right? People don't like her in that. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> but but uh, there is also her co-star, who's actually like technically, I feel like the lead of the movie, mm. who's like the protagonist of the movie, is an actress named Thuso Mbedu. Um, okay, I think how you pronounce it. She's excellent and the whole ensemble is just really fantastic from top to bottom and i don't know it it felt like such a a, like it had that wonderful 90s battle epic feel to it that like you don't see as much because now you see a a movie with like a big battle epic and you're like well this is a superhero movie you know so this felt like sort of like in the days of like a when brave the brave hearts were really Mm. big and everything and it was really well done the designs like the costume designs were gorgeous wow so i really really recommend it also I did something this week that I have not done since February or January 2020 what was it that was go to an in person audition wow (laughs) I know how was that did it feel weird it was weird (laughs) and it was a theater audition as well I know and I just want to say like it was just weird it was just weird like going in and being like shit do I like have a headshot (laughs) do I like I have to print out a resume like this because you know for things were mostly going in the self tape direction anyway for auditions for a while. And then COVID happened and then it's like, Oh no, no, no. Acting from now on is literally like when I think of acting, it's, I just picture me in a room by myself, (laughs) staring at myself on my phone screen, recording myself acting to my own face. That's acting. I don't know what it is like to audition (laughs) with like papers in my hand and a reader in front of me. So it was just really fun. All right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad, you seem like shell shocked about it. It was just weird. It was just weird, like going back and being in that setting, and right. like you know, there were people like talking to each other in like the lobby, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> This is weird. Right. This is weird. It's strange. Yeah. It's strange. It's it was just strange. It was just like, give me a little bit of a moment. Mm. Yeah. All right. What well, about you, Matt Palmer? For me, I didn't consume any new things. I did finish Uncoupled and can stand by my opinion that it is cute, even though it does feel like at moments this all could have been written in 1999 and nothing would have changed. So there are issues with it, but I think overall I care and I want to know what happens next. Okay. And I hope it gets a season two. Um, so this is kind of just a, a, a pre this even being released to the world. I think personally for me that we should see bros as a community. There are problems. Obviously the, the commercials don't make it look amazing. Sometimes I see some of the ads and it looks like not amazing, <laughs> but 
I and obviously the whole issue with Fire Island and what Billy Eichner said in that interview. He kind oh, of that's not an issue. Except, you know, tripped over himself a little bit. That's not an issue. I feel like there are so few queer art that gets made by these major studios, like having major backing. So even though we all may have qualms with it, even though there are uh, it's definitely not going to tell the story of every single person. The fact that this is an all LGBTQ cast, the fact that it's a LGBTQ writer and creator, and it's really getting serious backing. I think we all just need to put our pride to the side and see the film because I feel like queer people, ourselves included, sometimes can be more critical of the queer art that we get. Oh, <laughs> five million thousand percent. You know, and so of course, criticize, write in your group chat, say some bitchy shit about it if you want to. But also go see it. Like yes. people, we just ha- like this is how more queer shit gets made. This is how more queer art gets to the masses is by us supporting the queer art that we do get. It sucks having to feast on scraps and the fact that this is the first major motion picture with you know with all of its you know backing whatever is unfortunate. But like if we want more of it, we got to put our money where our mouth is. Absolutely, and it is getting good reviews. It's getting, <laughs> like, it's getting good reviews. So like we will see like how good it is and everything. And so I'm excited to see it. And it's like I'm sure it's better than Don't Worry Darling and y'all are all seeing that. <laughs> exactly. Like that's the thing. And like I love Bill. I think Billy Eichner is so funny. So like Brilliant. I'm excited to see the movie and and like obviously like people will nitpick like tiny little things because that is what we as gays do. Yes. Like whereas I feel like the straights they go and they see a movie and they just go it was fucking awesome <laughs> i feel like that's the mentality like sometimes and i, sh- I shouldn't say that that's the mentality <laughs> because we should like nitpick our and like of find course. way always find ways to make it better and better and better but like i i definitely support all of us being enthusiastic yes. about seeing it and, and everything that's the thing until it is a regular thing that gay Thing that the gay art gets this much backing, mm-hmm. we gotta support what we get. And it's I'm like, thrilled about it. And I'm it's so like, excited. You saw that Queer's Folk just got canceled, the mm-hmm. reboot that was on Peacock. And it's, well, I mean, Peacock has an issue. I swear they cancel everything they put out, but whatever. Uh, I just, I want more of the little art we get. And so this is my way of voting for that. For of, the, of the little. Uh, Happy art, yes, like the happy art that's just like, oh, this is so watchable and yes. fun. I en- and I enjoyed myself for an hour and forty five minutes. You right. know, you know, and as someone who wants to put that gay art out into right. the world myself, it's like I want to support as much as that art as I possibly Hello. can. Hello, just when you buy your ticket for Bros, think I'm opening a door for Matt Steele. Right <laughs> and now. you know that is your number one priority, <laughs> and that's people. the priority. That's, Matt Steele is your priority. <laughs> All right. According to Mrs. Steele, <laughs> Mrs. That's Mrs. Steele's philosophy. All right, I think that's it from me. Do you have anything else you need to tell the people today? I don't think so. Okay. I'm excited to get home, curl up on the couch, and right. wait an hour and a half until <laughs> that Big Brother finale is available on Paramount Plus, and so I can just turn it on and scream at my TV for two hours. I'm excited for you, and I hope you get everything you want from that finale. I hope so too. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get a haircut Wednesday and film my Big Brother. Audition video. All right. How many of those have you done? Ooh, I've <laughs> I submitted videos since I believe Big Brother. Uh, since Big Brother seventeen, I think. Wow. Yeah, which was confirmed twenty fifteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something no one cared about. Okay. Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening, and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Match the podcast. Bye. 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 